to NURFM and today we're broadcasting live from the Newcastle show. Sally Lucas joining us to talk travel and Sally, how are you enjoying the show? Well, it's always a good fun occasion for everyone to come out and enjoy, I think, especially with, you know, animal farms and all sorts of things you can see and events and produce. And it's not all about Sideshow Alley, is it? There's some very interesting things you can do at the show. Certainly is. And one of the interesting things today is talking about travel. Well, I hope so, Jane. I hope people find it interesting (laughs) anyway. I'm going to talk about some airline news at the moment. Um, And we all know how we all hate travelling in economy class long haul, you know, especially if you're a tall person anyway, put it that way. So a lot of the airlines now are introducing some better options for you. Of course, we've always had first and business class, so first is gradually reducing now. And then we've had premium economy, of course, and but not all airlines have that. But now some of them have um, what they call different names. Everyone's got a different name for it. Now, Air New Zealand calls it economy sky couch. And what you do, if you're a couple who want a bit of extra room or a parent with a child or a parent even with two little restless kids, you can actually get three seats for yourselves and what happens is it actually has a footrest under each seat which comes up to the level of the three seats which then flattens out so it gives you that bed effect if you like as well so that's just something interesting it's not available on all aircraft but you could check with your travel agent if you're traveling with Air New Zealand what aircraft it is available on and what routes same with their premium economy it's not always available on all routes so you just got to be aware of that and just make sure you do select the right aircraft that, that you wish for your particular seating requirements. So that's really something good to know anyway. Um, children under 12 years of age must be accompanied by an adult 15 years or older at least when using this um, sky couch option. Now Delta has also introduced this, the American airline, and again it's on Long Haul International, and they're calling them economy economy comfort seats. Um, So they're giving you up to four inches more leg room and up to 50% more recline on most of their long-haul international flights, priority boarding, and you're located in the first few rows of economy class, meaning that your boarding and deplaning is is quicker and easier. And of course, you still get your free, free, um, on this one, free beer, wine and spirits, personal entertainment system as well, etc. So that's another one to keep in mind um, with Delta. I mean, they all have a cost on this and the cost will vary. Um, with them, for example, it's anywhere between US 80 and 180 per segment, depending on the length of the segment. Um, we did mention a few weeks back, Jane, that you're not, uh, not United, sorry, I just said that. Hawaiian Airlines also has this option as well, just to remind people that they also, and they don't just fly to Hawaii, they have ongoing connections, of course, into America to both the East and the West Coast. United Airlines, some news there. They're announcing a non-stop service between Melbourne and Los Angeles with the new Boeing 787 Dreamliner. So that's quite a good option for us because we can go Newcastle, Melbourne, and it saves that Sydney option, which can be a pain sometimes getting to Sydney. Um, and, you know, even if you're going on a on a um, shuttle bus, it's, it's not a cheap option, and quite often you can get just as cheap an airline ticket from here to Melbourne, and then you're right at the airport and hop on your connection. So think of that if you're ever, you know, looking at that. If you don't want that you know, chaotic Sydney option, you can always think of going via Melbourne because there are a lot of um, airlines flying out of Melbourne in both to, to Europe and across to America and that region. Now, initially, it's going to fly this route six times weekly, and this is starting on October the 28th eastbound. So it's going to be a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday at six fifth, sorry, 11.15 a.m. each day, and then on a Saturday at 3.15 p.m. And they've organised these timings to, to make it uh, with good connections to only ongoing destinations that you wish as well. So they've thought about it there. But having said that, because they're introducing this service out of Melbourne, they're dropping it out of Sydney. 
So obviously they can see that there's a benefit, I think, with Sydney being so crowded these days in, in operating their service out of Melbourne. Um, Thai Airways, um, they've now got a daily service with their um, the A380 going to Frankfurt and Paris out of Bangkok. So from here, you still go on a 747 and then you connect with the A380, which, of course, is a wonderful aircraft to fly on. It's so much quieter. It really is. It's unbelievably a much nicer aircraft to fly in if you've got that option. So just keep Thai in mind as well, at least on that long-haul sector from Bangkok, you do have the A380. Um, Vietnam Airlines, now it's offering its business class passengers paid stopovers in Ho Chi Minh City and Hanoi, um, and it includes four-star accommodation, a meal and a tour. So that's not a bad deal for anyone who's flying a business class. Um, and they've also got very reasonable business class airfares through to Frankfurt, London, Paris and Moscow as well, just to keep that in mind, almost half the price of anybody else if you're thinking of travelling business class. So um, Vietnam do fly into Australia? Yes, they mm. fly daily um, via um, Ho Chi Minh to Hanoi. You have to, you've got to stop over, well, you know, have a transit stop in Ho Chi Minh because that's their main point of entry. But you certainly um, then can just connect straight through into Hanoi if you wish to go to the north first. But it is a daily service and they've got, as I said, now these ongoing connections to Frankfurt, London, Paris and Moscow. So it's good and it's, it's a lovely service. They're not, um, how would I explain the Vietnam staff, do everything that is need to be done without being, you know what I mean, overly zealous. But they're very polite, very well-dressed, you know, well-groomed. Everything's lovely. Maybe it's because of the language. They're not as confident. So you're not going to get that same sort of, you know, attention you might get from, say, Qantas staff who are really talkative and chatty. And But they'll, they'll do everything that needs to be done is what I'm saying, and they do do it well. Also, just to the last thing with the airlines, Jetstar is beginning Melbourne to Auckland fights daily as well with the 787 Dreamliners, which means three times a week Kiwis and Australians can experience new aircraft to New Zealand as well. So there we go. A lot of things happening in the airline industry. We're talking travel on 2NURFM. Sally Lucas with me, Jane Klein. And Sally, we're looking for otters. Are we likely to find any in Australia? Oh, well, only in the zoo, I think, Jane. But this is talking about wildlife in Alaska. And instead of it being an utter delight, we're going to call it an otter delight. And if you happen to be cruising the Alaskan coast, you will get the opportunity to do a shore excursion from Sitka. Uh, which lets you go out to experience, of course, the wildlife like whales and dolphins and otters. And the collective noun for otters is a raft. A raft of otters. A raft of otters. And I guess that's the reason why is they lasso themselves together with kelp, apparently, that grows around, which stops them. They, they sleep a lot, apparently, and it stops them from drifting away from each other. So clever little things, aren't they? And when you get closer, the photos I've seen are just adorable. A lot of them are females. They float on their back, cradling their young on their tummy, and some of them is almost as big as their mums. But apparently the pups will stay with their mothers for up to 12 months. And they're considered some of the best parents in, in the wildlife world in their parenting. Um, and so there's a lot of children stay at home for quite some time. And they're most attentive, apparently, and the most attentive nurturers, they say, on the planet. So that's really interesting, isn't it? When you think once upon a time, of course, that the, the otter was almost extinct because it was being, you know, being hunted. killed and hunted mm -hmm. for its pelts. But Sitka, of course, is was originally occupied by the Tlingit Indians until after a lot of uh, bloody battles it was taken by force and became the capital of Russian Alaska uh, by 1808. So the city still has remnants of Russian architecture there, of course, and you can, here's where you can do this wonderful cruise. But the US, just to let a bit more history, bought Alaska from Russia in 1867. So Sitka is only accessible by boat or plane. Um, you know, this is the only way you will get to see these little 
critters if you're on a cruise or I guess if you, if you, if you fly in, of course. Um, but the trade in sea otter pelts continued under US rule until the animal numbers dropped to no more than 2,000 worldwide, and that's when the species became protected. But apparently they're plentiful now, apparently to the chagrin of the um, abalone fishermen, because they compete with the otters for the um, mollusks because the otters love them. And the otters, which is really interesting, have a little fold of fur in which they carry a round stone, and they employ that with their dexterous front paws to crack open the abalone shells. Oh, how clever. How clever are they? What a, you know, an overdose of cuteness, I'm sure. You'd be out there cruising around watching these, you know, humpback whales and eagles and starfish, and they didn't get to see any bears on this particular day. They, these people did this cruise, but it was a lovely little article, and I thought if you happen to be in that area, the photos just to me, I just think, oh, how cute, and they are adorably cute. But that was just something interesting I thought I'd pass on if you're cruising or in that area of Alaska. Mm, lovely. Now, now, yes? Yeah, I was going to say, um, we talk about, you know, sometimes we don't always talk about the good things that people do, as we all know. We all tend to be a bit negative, even our newspapers and so on, you know, always the awful headlines rather than the nice ones hidden in the back, back folds of the paper somewhere. But um, MSC Cruises, who are quite well-renowned as one of the largest cruise operators out of Italy, who cruise mainly the Mediterranean and a bit north of Europe as well, and coming down here for the first time next year, as we've mentioned, on, on a uh, inaugural trip, they... Um, have a sort of a, if you like, a, a motto, cruising to a better future for children. And what they do, they have a get on board for children initiative for the passengers on board any of their cruise lines. Uh, so it allows the passengers to donate money towards UNICEF operations um, in Brazil in one particular area where they've had apparently a real success there and have raised over 4.3 million Australian over the last four years. But they've also created a new partnership with UNICEF to send ready-to-use therapeutic food, they call it RUTF, food to other developing countries. So about three sachets of this food that's produced uh, four to six weeks for four to be for four to six weeks, sorry, can put a child out of harm's way. So this is really an interesting thing to do, isn't it? And all the passengers have to do is donate a minimum of a dollar fifty, and that will buy three meals of RUTF food. Was a full treatment that lasts the four to six weeks would cost about sixty five Australian dollars. So it's just a nice thing if you felt like participating in doing that in, in helping. We know there's lots of children suffering in the world, and any little bit I guess we can do. And I congratulate MSC on on that initiative. I think it's a nice story for a change, isn't it? And you've got another nice story coming I up do, now. I do, I do. It's the Hertie Gruten Cruise Line. Its oldest vintage vessel, the Lofoten, is its 50th anniversary this year. So they're doing some lots of special cruises, special celebrations, um, you know, extra special Norwegian cooking on board. And as we've said before, you've got to remember that it's sort of in between a cruise ship and a ferry because it's something the government has assisted and that gets you know produce and goods into people all on these wonderful fjord line coast of Norway and you can get to experience this but this year you can get to do it and also celebrate their oldest vessel doing 50 years of just that. And the celebrations will be on all their vessels? Will yeah, it, all it the will be, Britain? but they're mainly promoting. I mean, their vessels are all offering some different offers this year, Jane. With, of course, we had the wonderful, still having the wonderful Aurora Borealis. It's been at its best. And they're hopeful that, you know, next come next November when that starts up again. Um, but they're certainly doing a lot of things. They're doing even menus on board the Lofoten, reminiscent of the 1960s and all sorts of different celebrations. So... Lots of extras that you wouldn't get normally if you wanted doing it on that particular vessel because of its 50th anniversary. And because of its age, it's a gracious one. A very gracious one. She looks beautiful there. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. And we will talk travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM.